Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast, your weekly roundup of the most interesting trends and developments in performing credit, stressed and distressed, restructuring and post-reorg in the European and CMEA markets. It's Tuesday, September 12th. I'm Andrew Ross. Coming up this week, we will discuss French TV and film producer Banerjee, which is raising 910 million euro of senior secured notes. Then we will run through the key highlights in the primary market from last week. But first, we're going to delve into the news that BC Partners is gearing up to sell its German pharmaceutical contract development and manufacturing organization, ANOVA, on the back of strong year-to-date trading. Hi Rob, BC Partners is gearing up to sell German pharmaceutical business ANOVA on the back of strong year-to-date trading, but this credit hasn't always been plain sailing. You've covered this uh, name for a long time, so can you take us through its checkered history and how it ultimately managed to come good? Hi Andrew. Yes, that's right. ANOVA has been a turbulent investment for both the sponsor and lenders. BC Partners acquired the German Contract Development and Manufacturing Organization, or CDMO company, back in September 2012. Its strategy was to try and consolidate the German market and gain scale. It acquired Temla Werke the same year and helped Pharma in 2014, which made it the largest CDMO player in Europe and the third largest globally. But the acquisition left the group with too many plants producing different drugs, which meant that capacity utilization was low. As a result, ANOVA underperformed and leverage kept rising, causing lenders to start preparing for an A&E in 2019 to deal with the group's upcoming maturities. But in the end, BC Partners stepped in with 100 million euro of fresh equity, while Pemberton provided a further 100 million euros via Holdco Pick, which delevered the group and enabled it to refinance in early 2020 with a new 440 million term loan. ANOVA refinanced just over a year later in mid-2021 on the back of a strong performance driven by surging demand for drugs during the pandemic, raising a 565 million term loan that enabled it to repay the PIC loan. And how did the business perform since? The recovery proved short-lived. In 2022, ANOVA started underperforming again, partly as a result of overstocking once COVID abated, and partly due to continued operational struggles with persistent high rates of absenteeism impacting production. Performance stabilized by year-end, but input cost inflation, especially from surging energy prices, hit earnings again at the start of this year. However, ANOVA has staged a solid recovery over the last few months, driven by increasing capacity utilization, price increases, and new project wins. Year-to-date May-adjusted EBITDA reached 61 million, exceeding both the group's 37.3 million budget and the 40.3 million it generated a year earlier, while net leverage improved to 5.2 times. As a result, BC Partners has decided to finally seek an exit and put ANOVA up for sale. So what sort of multiple could this sponsor achieve for this business? Based on our REORG Fundamentals Transactions database, the European pharmaceutical sector has an average enterprise value of 10.4 times EBITDA, so BC should be able to recoup a significant amount of its investment. REORG EMEA Covenants has analysed the change of control provisions in ANOVA's Senior Facilities Agreement, so please get in touch with our legal team if you want to know how a potential sale impacts the loans. We would like to hear your feedback to help us improve the podcast experience. So please take a moment to complete the short survey in the link attached to this podcast and let us know how we are doing. 
On Thursday, Banerjee announced that they are marketing a 910 million euro equivalent dual tranche senior secured notes, offering to refinance 895 million euro of the notes due in 2025. They're certainly not a company I've heard a lot about before. Could you tell us a little bit about what they do? Yeah, sure. So Banerjee is headquartered in France, and it's the largest independent television production and distribution company in the world. It's also owned by the listed company, FL Entertainment, which is used as a vehicle for managing both Banerjee and the online gambling company, BetClick. So if you're unfamiliar with Banerjee, it may take a little bit of time to get your head around exactly what it is that they do, as they're quite different from more traditional media companies or production houses that you may be familiar, uh, such as Lionsgate or the far larger ones like Paramount and Disney. But effectively, the company creates, develops, and produces its own audio and video content through a portfolio of companies across 21 countries. Uh, Its library currently stands at over 172,000 hours of content, and the group also acquires intellectual property from other production companies or acquires the production company whole, and then licenses both the acquired content and the in-house produced content to linear broadcasters and cable networks such as CBS in the US and pay TV and subscription services like Disney Plus and Netflix. And what makes Banerjee different? Well, the competitive advantage is that that Banerjee has over other production companies, such as Lionsgate that I mentioned, is a preference for unscripted reality TV rather than scripted drama-focused content, um, with the latter having huge upfront development costs and really long development times. Uh, The split is sort of 80% on unscripted and 20% focus on scripted. Um, So you can kind of see that they have a really large focus on the unscripted content. So the low production costs and development periods that are offered by the unscripted content, that allows Banerjee to enter into contracts whereby the customer finances the production of the program all up front at the inception of an idea. Um, And whether or not you're a fan of reality TV, it's certainly an interesting business model. You'll likely have heard of most of Banerjee's larger pieces of IP, such as Deal or No Deal, MasterChef, Big Brother, and Survivor. And all of these formats are distributed in over 50 territories and have been running for an excess of 20 years. And that was long before Banerjee acquired the production rights. Okay, and what did you find out about the value to investors from participating in this offering? Well, we've established that Banerjee is a unique company operating in a media landscape that's rapidly changed with the growth of streaming services, but also features entrenched legacy providers such as the traditional cable networks. And this is certainly a credit positive that Banerjee is a unique uh, provider in this space. Uh, However, price talk for the notes is currently in the 7.25% area for the euro tranche and 8.25% area for the dollar tranche, with that being at a minimum size of $400 million dollars. Um, and books close tomorrow at 3 p.m. Uh, the preliminary rating for the offering is B1 and B plus by Moody's and S&P and a slightly higher double B minus by Fitch. So we took a look at the relative value of the offering by considering comparable companies operating in the media space with that similar B or B plus uh, rating. And we found that Banerjee offered relatively good value in comparison. Uh, you can read more about our chosen comp set in, in detail in the full primary analysis, which we published on Reorg yesterday. Uh, And in the analysis, we took a yield per turn of leverage approach in order to understand the value to investors per unit of risk, with risk quantified here by the leverage ratio of the capital structure through to the lien in which the notes of the comps sit. And so the average yield per turn of leverage for European comps was 1.6%, while Spanager offers 2.1%. 
And for the US comps, the trend was even more pronounced, uh, with the average also at 1.6% uh, for the comp set, though the higher price on the dollar tranche resulted in a 2.3% yield per turn of leverage. So you can see here that it has a higher relative value um, compared to the riskiness of the capital structure. Significantly, Banerjee's levered free cash flow margin at 5.2% was actually higher than the averages of both euro and dollar comp set, and net leverage uh, for Banerjee was lower than almost all of the comparables we considered. So the company certainly looks solid on the fundamentals. And are there any potential risks to investors? Yeah, there are some risks to consider. Um, as mentioned, Banerjee relies on the acquisition of smaller studios to acquire portfolios of content for monetization and distribution. Um, and so the company certainly has a dilemma to consider on whether to use its positive cash flow for deleveraging or to continue growing via acquisitions. And notably, on the investor call that was held to discuss the offering, management wouldn't concretely rule out participation in an acquisition of the film production All 3 Media, which was recently put up for sale by Liberty Global. Uh, the amount of content hours for All 3 Media is around 30,000 hours, so it's certainly not going to be a small transaction. However, uh, on a positive note, management did publicly state that they're targeting a net leverage of below four times within the next three years. And this currently stands at 4.4 times, so it shouldn't be too hard to reduce if they keep generating cash. And you can find further detail in uh, the primary first take on Banerjee that we published yesterday. I had a call with High Yield reporter Beatrice Mervolian earlier today to check on what's been happening in the primary market since last week. Here's what she had to say. Today, payment processing company WorldPay launched an issuance of term loan Bs comprising a $3.4 billion tranche and a $1 billion equivalent tranche in euros to support GTCR's acquisition of a stake in the company. This, this deal has been expected for some time, and it's one of a small number of LBOs expected to come to the market, hopefully st- signaling a gradual return of this type of deal following many months of challenging primary market conditions. France-based retailer Fnac Darty launched an offering of 300 million euros of fixed-rate senior notes during uh, 2029. Proceeds will be used to refinance the company's outstanding 300 million senior notes during 24. As mentioned earlier in the podcast, French TV and film producer Banerjee is expected to price uh, its 910 million euros of senior secured notes as this podcast was being recorded. Proceeds will be used to redeem the company's 2025 notes. Holiday rental manager Aways is marketing a 350 million euro term loan BA&E, which is expected to price on Wednesday. Chemical company Norion is marketing an A&E of, of the unextended stubs of the loans that it didn't extend when it came to the primary market in May. Beauty product company Coty uh, is marketing 500, 500 million five-year senior secured notes to partly repay its RCF drawings. Debt is also expected to be marketed soon for Infragroup, with a majority of uh, stake of the company being acquired by uh, PAI partners. Financing will also be raised soon for Apex's acquisition of a stake in Palex. After that, there'll be a, a deal supporting the Take Private of software group SUSE by EQT and vegetable spread producer Upfield's refinancing of its unextended stub of loans into bonds following the group's A&E earlier this summer. Refinancings are also expected for Pure Gym, Thieve, Tendum, AMS Osram and Dufree. 
Finnish social care provider Mehelainen, which was expected to launch an amend and extend deal before the summer and then delayed it to September, is now suggesting they, it, it may not do an A&E at all, um, sources have said. Instead, investors said the company's management implied that if the sponsor is pre- preparing to sell the group, they may not want to lock into new financing for now. Join Reorg, which will moderate the panels Why Every Mid-Market CFO Needs to Know About a Debt Fund and What Does the Dominance of Direct Lending Mean for the Markets at the second annual IPEM event in Paris on September 20th. Visit the events and webinars page at reorg.com for more information. Also, join Reorg's private credit breakfast event at the Biltmore on October 12th. Contact marketing at reorg.com for more information. More information on all the situations and events discussed in this podcast are available on the Reorg website, reorg.com. We hope you can join us next Tuesday for another Reorg Europe podcast. Until then, have a great week and thank you very much for listening. Thank you.